Well, hello. Uh, welcome to the first ever Whole Story podcast. My name is Robbie Woodard, and I'm joined uh, by my business partner and great friend, Jonathan Hill. Jonathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Trying to recover from surgery last week, so uh, if my mouth seems odd. It's 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 on purpose. No worries. Well, we uh, we've already jokingly said uh, episode one uh, backgrounds voices re- recovering from surgery will all get better and uh, from here. So uh, this is fun. So uh, just a little bit about what uh, what we're doing with the whole story podcast. You know, we are a company best ball, and we'll tell you about that in a second. But we want to tell golf stories, and so we're going to have guests on each week. Uh, to tell us their, uh, you know, a, an incredible golf story, one that means a lot to them. Uh, we'll learn about where they've played. Uh, we'll just ask some questions, get to know them a little bit. But we want to tell great golf stories. So um, if you've got a great golf story, you want to uh, possibly get on with us on our podcast or video, uh, email us, um, info at bestball.com. Uh, and, yeah, we'd love to chat with you. Uh, but, Jonathan, talk to us a little bit about best ball. Yeah, I mean, best ball is exactly that. Everyone at the end of the round is going to sit around, have a drink, and talk about what happened that day, the shot that you missed, the one that you didn't. And if, if you ask any golfer, hey, what's the what's the best ball you've ever hit? It's going to be in their mind. Usually it turns out to be like hole 18. I feel like it's got some magnet that makes everyone shot feel like they can come back. Yeah. But reality is, for most of us, that one shot is literally what gets us back to the golf course the very next week or the next year, whenever it happens again. So we just like to hear those kinds of stories and have fun telling them. Uh, we've got a few of our own that we're going to share later on today. Yeah. Uh, it could be like a hole in one or uh, I had a friend, uh, maybe we'll get him on one time. He got a, he got an albatross at a course and, and all his buddy, he was going crazy. All his buddies said, Hey, uh, don't, don't go tell him, you know, this is, it wasn't that hard of a shot, which, you know, a two on a par five is crazy. He goes in the, in the clubhouse. Hey, I got a, I got a two, uh, here on number nine and, and the pro turns to him and says, we get about two or three of those a week. And so <laughs> it, uh, it crushed his story, but he, uh, he can always say he got an albatross. So, um, Jonathan, tell us a little bit about, uh, you're in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, I'm here in Columbia, South Carolina. Tell us, uh, a little bit about your, your golf history. Um, yeah. It's definitely not as storied as uh, the Augusta and, and where I live now, but I played baseball uh, in high school and college. Never picked up a set of clubs or anything until I got done. And I figured, well, I can still swing hard. Uh, just nothing went straight. I, I, I need to confess probably to the uh, driving range in Lincoln, Illinois. I'm pretty sure I stole a lot of balls because they had this little coin thing and you could like slide it in just a little bit and then balls would come out. Uh, my first, the very first golf round I went on, I thought I'd been hitting the ball straight on the driving range. And then I went to this like, $20 for 76 holes place. And the, the everything was just lined up right next to each other. And I'd start on number one and somehow hit it on the number four and then try it. It was, it was a total disaster, but you know, it was fun. You went out with your buddies. I think there were four or five of us. No one was good. And it was just a great time to hang out. And then I met Robbie, I guess it's been almost 15 years now or so. We were working together in Columbia, South Carolina. I still might have had the same $100 set of clubs from 10 years before. And uh, we got out there a couple times and played golf. And uh, since then, I'd like to think that I've gotten better, but I'm not convinced that that's true. I've just, uh, I, I know now how not to hit balls really, really bad. 
and uh, I try to try to make my game as, as simple as it can be. But uh, you know, I, I like that's golf. the whole point of golf, right? Better misses. Well, that you actually taught me most of that risk versus reward. It's the only thing, and most of the, which is why I putt from like sixty feet off the green as long as there's nothing in the way. Because if I swing that putter hard, it'll go a long way. Hopefully, yeah. get me close to a three putt when I rank on the green. Man, I want to send you a video. I saw something online the other day of a guy at a driving range practicing his putter. He was swinging it really hard. And I was like, "This is a, a good Texas wedge practice here." But that's uh, yeah. No, you, saw, you have definitely gotten better. I think yeah, I've gotten better. Uh, so, but you know, it's it's definitely one of those things where you have a good time with your friends. I've got a twelve year old son now, and I'm we actually just signed him up for first tee lessons. Nice. And I'm hoping that maybe he can get decent at golf too, because the big part of golf, 90% of it is who you went and played golf with, right? Absolutely. Uh, playing golf by yourself, if you've got a chance to steal away for an hour and a half, is a lot of fun. But man, it's a lot more fun whenever you're meeting your buddy there in the parking lot, changing shoes in the trunk. There's not much that gets better than that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, yeah, well, you talk about getting to play with your son. I've got a uh, almost 18 year old and, and he uh, he is close to beating me. Uh, hopefully I can hold on for a little bit longer, but you know, I started playing, my dad uh, would take me to play, but he cut down a set of old clubs that he had uh, to my size when I was young. So I was probably, I don't know, three, four five years old when I had my first set of clubs, but granted they were, you know, not made for kids. So they were weighted as a, a grown guy would uh, use, but used to love just hitting it and following them around and, uh, and playing. And, but I, like you, I played baseball, um, you know, throughout school. And um, so my golf swing, you know, I'm a righty, Jonathan's a lefty. So we've got both sides of the tee box covered, but my golf swing through probably high school, middle of college was it, it went out and then hung a hard, right. Um, It it wasn't a slice. It was a 90 degree turn. Um, That's right. But, you know, straighten that out and continue to get better. Uh, but do love playing. And uh, you're you're spot on, man. It's it's about who you get to play with and uh, the stories that come from that. So, um, well, let me ask this, Jonathan. You know, part of what we're going to be doing when we when we talk to different guests and our friends and and kind of the whole point of best ball is, is the golf story, right? Like, what's your favorite hole or your best shot? So, you know, I'll put you on the spot here. What What is your best shot or favorite hole in golf? So, or, both. or both. Yeah, you know, the nostalgia of the Masters, it's really the only professional place. Uh, we went to the Waste Management a couple weeks ago, so I've seen that, you know, hole number 16 in that whole atmosphere. You know, that's something. But uh, I still don't understand how professionals have a par three that's like 225 and the ball doesn't just scoot off the green and go somewhere crazy. So I think it's hole number four maybe five over at the Augusta National, long par three. Yeah, and number I four. Just, yep. Every part of my life, I just want to tee up there someday. And I don't care. I don't want to play the whole thing. I don't even care if I – I just want to hit a tee shot and see, like, what's it feel like to come up 80 yards short on a par three? <laughs> and so um, that's probably my favorite hole if I were going to pick one. I've got two quick stories of – my most infamous shot, I believe, and you were there, and this was early on whenever, again, I didn't know what I was doing with golf, and I felt really bad because every time we went and played, I always felt like I was embarrassing you amongst your friends when <laughs> you're laughing because I'm sure you know which one this is. I do. Uh, I was maybe 120 yards out on an approach shot uh, to the green, 
and I thought I grabbed a nine iron when I should have grabbed a maybe a pitching wedge, and instead it was a six iron. <laughs> and I drilled this shot, and unfortunately, hit hole, it pure. hole number nine. Yeah, uh, and I hit it up to the clubhouse underneath the metal awning, and it literally hit the door and just bounced around all over. And there were people there, so they're literally diving out of the way. And you just turn and look at me, and I, I mean, like, if you could crawl into a hole. I, I didn't want to finish the round. I felt so bad, and somehow we didn't break the glass. Nope. But I absolutely drilled the whole place. And there's got to be some old person somewhere that still talks about the day they almost died on the golf course because yep. somebody didn't know how to hit the approach shot onto the green. Yeah, uh, That was my most infamous and still uh, perhaps most embarrassing golf story. My favorite one, though, was my best round I've ever played, uh, Linrick Golf Course, Columbia, South Carolina, public course. Uh, I played it almost every week for probably six months on a Sunday morning with another friend of mine and I actually went out on my own one day and the first one, I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to, I'm going to focus today. And the first hole, I hit it right into the middle of the fairway. I laid up or I got onto the green somehow. I two putted, of course, but I was par. I'm like, great. This is a good day. And the number two hole is a par three downhill. And somehow I was drilled in and I knocked the ball within like a foot or two of the hole. And I even took a picture and sent it to you. I remember this. I took a picture and sent it to you and Andrew, another buddy of ours. And I'm like, I'm going to birdie this hole. It might have been the very first time I ever birdied anything. So I, I put it in. I get the birdie. I'm minus one through two. And you can't tell me anything about golf at this point because I'm basically going pro. I'm literally thinking, you know, I, I could do this. And then I shot a 10 on number three. I don't know how many times I lost the ball in the water. And I couldn't tell you what happened the rest of the day. But I always tell people my best round of golf, I was minus one. And then I just try to leave off the fact that it was only through two holes. So. Yeah. <laughs> minus one and plus whatever through the other 16. Yeah, I mean, I probably ended up, I don't know, I probably, you know, I probably shot 100. Actually, I probably stopped writing stuff now after the fourth or fifth hole. But those are my, like, that's my golf glory, which for most of you, may, maybe you can relate yeah. what that looks like. I've uh, plenty of time started a few holes in and thinking this is going to be it. This is I'm pro now. I've I've figured it out. And then you have to hit another shot and it all goes downhill very quickly. Um, Yeah. So that's awesome. Very nice. What about you? Uh, I mean, favorite golf hole. Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're talking Augusta, I would say, I mean, number 12 is just, it's awesome, right? It's uh, the the weight of that hole and the effects it has on the tournament itself. Um, I mean, it's one of those such unpredictable as far as the wind and um, and just watching it, guys on a Saturday, Sunday playing it. I've, I've never gotten to play it, so maybe someday I'll come back and say my my best my best hole I've ever played is that one. But um, yeah, you know, I've uh, I've gotten to play a few different places. Um, I say one of my, I got a couple, um, one of my favorites, uh, I got to play Sage Valley, which is not far from you. Um, and I was so nervous. First time ever there, the caddies in the white jumpsuits. I mean, it's like probably as close in my mind I could get to Augusta, uh, without playing, uh, Augusta national. And 
first hole is a par four. It drops off, I don't know how many, 60 feet, 70 feet or something like that to the fairway. And I hit a moonshot with my drive. You know, I'm thinking before I hit it, I'm like, I'm going to hit this up. It's going to fly, carry forever. I'll have an easy wedge or something. And I just skied it up in the air. And I end up with like 190 yards out. And, and the guy that invited me, you know, he's looking at his guest and or you know, the, the, the member there. And they're like, oh, gosh, this is going to be a long round. And somehow I hit a six iron to like two feet uh, for my second shot. Walked away with a birdie. Um and uh and played pretty decent so uh that was it uh another one i played of course uh at the beach with some friends um and this was just a group of guys and we were doing a little tournament and uh it was litchfield country club uh no Polly's plantation i'm sorry uh in Polly's island south carolina uh wind was just absolutely whipping we're out on the marsh um and par three into the wind i want to say it was like a hundred and I don't know, 50 yard shot, all carry over marsh. And one of our buddies had donated a, a Yeti cooler. Uh, his business had an extra one. He said, I'll closest to the pen, whoever gets this. And, you know, wind is coming at us. I end up hitting a five iron, which, you know, I normally at that time probably hit it about 200 yards. So I clubbed up about four or five clubs and uh, stuck it to about three feet. One, a cooler. I missed the putt though. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, that's the beauty it was of windy. Yeah, it was, it was windy. very windy. Very, I didn't account for the wind on the putt. That's right. But I mean, that's the beauty of golf stories, right? Like we can that's remember right. exactly what we did, the club, the wind, who we were with. That's um, right. So that, yeah, that's what we want to do with the podcast. And so it's going to be fun. Well, one of the other things, Jonathan, that I want to do, uh, and you and I've talked about it when we have guests on, we're, well, I don't, we're going to call it quick nine, right? You know, like you want to go out and play a quick nine holes or something. So I'm going to ask you nine kind of rapid fire questions. Let's just get to know our guests a little better. And today we'll do it to get to know each other. Uh, or so and just so you know, I have no idea what these questions are, which yeah. makes me a little nervous, but I'm going to ask him nine questions, which would make him a lot more nervous. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're all golf related. Right. So, all right. Yeah. So quick nine, here we go. If you could play any course in the world, and we're going to take Augusta National off the list, what would sure. it be? Um, you know, there's actually this uh, Kazi Hills golf course in Shillong, India, which is like the, I think it's one of the most natural golf courses. I'm, I'm going to be there in India this summer, but I've never played the course. I've watched it, and there's people like picnicking on the fairways. And it, it just looks like regular grass. But if I could pick the one course that I'd be like, well, what's the most random thing you could find? I think it'd be that one. Okay. What's the name of it again? I think it's it's in Kazi Hills. It's in Shillong, India, okay. but I don't remember the exact name. Cool. I've All driven right. through their fairway a number of times. Very nice. All right. Second question. And, yeah. Second question. Favorite golf club in your bag? Oh, seven iron, 100%, because okay. it can go any distance that I need it to go. There, there you go. True or false? <laughs> if you have a hundred shots on number twelve at Augusta National, can you get a hole in one? No, I would hope that I can maybe get to the green. I'm just hoping out of hundred. I don't think there's any hole anywhere that I could have hundred shots and get uh, a hole in one. Which, by the way, we, we should will try, try that. that someday. We will definitely maybe, try that. maybe twelve. We'll get in touch with the national and see what they say. They're, yeah. In a Just, couple of weeks, no one will be around. Yeah, on an off week. Yeah. All right. Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack? Happy Gilmore. That's actually how I used to drive to make everything go straight for a very long time. Okay. 
Favorite hole type, par three, four, or five? Oh, that's tough. Um, you know, there's nothing better than a par three where that pure, like, nine iron pitching wedge or something like that pops up and it's just beautiful art. I'd go with a third par three. Okay. All right. You being from Illinois, and I know your baseball team, would you rather batting practice with the Cardinals or a driving range with golf bros? Oh, batting practice with the Cardinals, 100%. There's no okay. way. All right. Uh, number seven, golf cart or walk? Um, you know, 10 years ago, I would say I'd always want to walk. And now I think I'm more golf cart, but uh, I'd like to be in shape enough for the rest of my life that I can still actually walk 18 holes. But th- right now, that's not possible. So, yeah. All right. Two more. Favorite current, uh, current favorite pro golfer? Um, you know, there's the obvious ones of Rory and stuff like that, but. I like Justin Thomas, but more because I think more because of the friendship that you see on the course with some of the other guys. Well, and I, I think that's probably the reason because they just seem to be like a bunch of guys hanging out playing golf. Yep. Very nice. All right. Last question. Best course you've ever played. The best course I've ever played. Yep. Um, I just, uh, this is a humble brag and I apologize. I just got back from Cabo like last month and that, I mean, a golf course that was paid for, by the way, which made it really nice. Uh, the best, yeah, that was probably the best. I played some course. I have no idea what the name is. Sorry, I can't plug you guys. Uh, best golf course. And they had taco stands. So you got tacos like every third hole. That might Very have nice. pushed it over for me. But definitely the best course I've ever played. Very nice. Well, cool. Well, you have completed Jonathan Hill, the quick nine. So. There you All go. right. Well, now we're going to make the turn and we're going to come back to the back nine with Rob. So right. here's my uh, nine golf questions as well. What is your favorite club in your bag? Uh, probably seven iron as well. Okay. Yeah. Always been the most consistent of all the inconsistency. Yeah. <laughs> what is the favorite drink to have on the golf course? Um, You know, uh, a good Gatorade <laughs> is nice, but I'll say a little uh, little bourbon and ginger ale. You need the Gatorade offset in Columbia in the hot summers, right? Yep. Where is the best hot dog that you've had on a golf course? Uh, I don't know if there's ever been a bad hot dog on a golf course. There's something about a you know going going at the turn and getting a hot dog. They always taste amazing. All right. What's the longest pair of shoes that you've owned? Like, how long have you owned your golf shoes? Oh gosh. Um I've had them I bet five or six years. Golly. Yeah. I feel like I have to get new ones every time I turn around. Yeah. I right. you know, I don't get to play as much as I'd like, but they're they're getting close. They're echoes and they are awesome. Um, but I'm I'm probably getting close within the next year. All right. What's the most expensive ball you've lost? Most expensive ball? Yeah. I mean, I guess anytime you lose a Pro V1, um, and I've lost plenty of those and plenty of other ones. So, um, Have you ever thrown a club in the water after you've lost one of those Pro V1s? In the water? No. You've thrown a club, though, I'm guessing? Not too. I, I dropped them, maybe kind of tossed them, but I've never, like, you know, overhand, chopped two-hand, you know, just never just let it fly like that. I didn't think you had, but I thought it'd be really interesting if there was a story I didn't know that you didn't know. 
Um, have you ever played golf with your wife? Uh, yes. Uh, she, we went to a driving range one time and she actually hit it, but, uh, on our honeymoon, we, uh, found us a local municipal course and, uh, she was out there and I played some golf. She rode around with me. So yeah. So it was a good time. Yep. Um, what's the longest you've ever hit a ball? Um, I probably like three thirty, three forty, something like that. It was, yeah, it was one of those. Uh, maybe, but I mean, that's what's coming to mind. Like you know, you hit it right, and I mean, I hit it. Well, I used to be able to hit three hundred or so. Um, but probably caught a good break and a good roll to to edge out a little more. And then finally, what's the most expensive golf club you've ever used? I don't think it's in your bag, but I'm assuming you've been somewhere that you've. Uh, been able to grab something that you're like, I can't believe they're letting me touch this. Um, most expensive golf club. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I've hit a few friends, different drivers. I've only purchased one brand new golf club in my life. Uh, and it was yeah. my, the Titleist uh, 913 driver that I have now. So, I mean, I want to say it was uh, a year or so old when I got it. So two, 300 bucks, you know, I'll go with that. And a quick plus one on that one. Do you remember the Mickey Mouse Club that we used in uh, one of our tournaments? We were down in uh, we were down in Myrtle Beach, and a guy forgot his driver, so he went to Walmart and bought a thirty dollars driver. Oh yeah, with the head that was so large, and it outdrove every driver that yeah. was on the course that day. That was well, so good. Yeah, I'll have to remember that one. But that yeah, I do. I call it the Mickey Mouse. We call it the Mickey Mouse Club because the the head was ridiculous. Yeah. And there were a couple guys that had some really expensive golf clubs that oh, yeah. uh, that that went out drove for sure. Yep. Well, that's awesome, man. I, I like the quick nine. I think our guests will enjoy that. And I think everybody will enjoy getting to know them a little more with some some random questions. So we'll have to mix it up every time. All right. So this week coming up, uh, PGA plays uh, Valero Texas Open. They just did the match play in Austin. Um, but there's another tournament. Jonathan, what's going on in your hometown this week? Yeah, so for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be busy on Washington Road. But uh, just to the left of me, 10 miles down the road, is the Anwa. I had an opportunity last year to go to that. It was Anwa and what? Oh, sorry, the Augusta. It's sitting right here in front of me. Augusta National Women's Amateur. Uh, they play at Champions Retreat uh, for a couple of days. And then they I've, wrap gotten, it up I've gotten to play Saturday. there. Beautiful course. You've got to play Champions? Yeah. That might have been that would probably be the nicest course I've ever played on if I got to go there. But they play there for a couple of days. Uh, I've got a friend who's on the ground screw there, so I get morning updates of what the course is like and all the different places that they're mowing for the day. And they wrap up on Saturday. So uh, if you get a chance to find it, I think it's going to be on uh, the Golf Channel as well as NBC Sports on Saturday. Yeah. How uh, and they do a cut right and. So they if you do. don't play well enough at the Champions Retreat for a couple of days, yep. you don't play Augusta. Yeah, and if you ever get a chance, if you ever get a chance to go on Saturday to that event in Augusta, it's amazing because yep. not only do you get to watch some amazing women golfers, but there's probably one-third the crowd. So you really get to enjoy the course. Yep. And they play from a distance that I'm guessing I'd be more comfortable playing with than not the men are playing. So it's <laughs> nice true. to see how they're shaping their shots. That is true. Yes, Augusta. Uh, Augusta National is getting uh, getting some action this week. Uh, and then we've got the Masters next week. So you've got uh, a bunch of folks coming to town uh, to, to be in your hometown and uh, enjoy the Masters. So it'll be fun. We've got uh, 
a guest next week that has some experience with Augusta National. He's gotten to play it. Uh, so looking forward to chatting with him next week. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's the whole story podcast. We're going to tell some golf stories. We're going to have some fun with it. Uh, introduce you to some neat people. They won't always be the super celebrities out there, but they will have incredible golf stories. So Jonathan, any closing thoughts for you? Cut out of here. Uh, welcome to episode one. Uh, we're looking for episode two. Episode That's the one. next thing, right? Yeah. In the book. So excited about it. Excited about uh, hosting this thing with you and uh, go check out bestball.com. Uh, if you've got some golf stories you want to uh, remember, uh, we've got some cool products and we do custom things uh, for you to help remember that. So kind of like the uh, other side artwork in the back, uh, we do custom, uh, all, all kind of custom stuff. So yeah, bestball.com, go check it out. Uh, but yeah, for Jonathan, I'm Robbie. Uh, this is episode one of the whole story podcast brought to you by best ball. Y'all have a good one. Mm-hmm.